Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Show with Bob Valvano is now right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. V Show rolling along ESPN 680 105.7. Tonight we'll have North Carolina taking on Miami. We'll see if you know Miami actually scores more than 44 points. They had a game earlier in the year against Virginia. I don't even think they scored 40 in that game. Uh, we saw it on Saturday, North Carolina, Virginia. That game ended up 54 to 44. So, you know, Kentucky outscored that game combined. Alabama almost did. So we'll see if the Tar Heels and Canes play a little bit more of an attractive matchup. That'll be on these airwaves, 645 ESPN 680-1057. Tomorrow, we got another big game in the Big Ten, and that's Indiana taking on Wisconsin, 645 ESPN 680-1057. Also, want to we'll get into this a little bit later. Indiana, uh, Rob Douster, Field of 68, had some interesting thoughts on Indiana basketball and uh, the comparison that was made there. And, uh, we'll just go ahead and get into it now. 4379680 is the UPS jobs text line. We got a lot to get into here. Uh, it's been a fun two hours. We got one more hour to fill for you before we get to the round table with Round Daddy here on ESPN 680 1057. So, Indiana basketball, they've had their struggles. You know, they've been swept by Nebraska. Uh, they just got dominated again the other day. It's not working too well under Mike Woodson. Ever since he tricked Kenny Payne, I, I, is that a curse? Did he curse himself by tricking Kenny Payne? Because after that, they just haven't been the same. Uh, they lose on Saturday against Penn State, 83-74. They got blown out the other day against Nebraska. They play, as I mentioned, Wisconsin tomorrow. You'll hear that on these airwaves, ESPN 680-1057. So the comparison that got made for Indiana basketball was that they are basically... They haven't won a national title since 1987. It's been a long time. You know, that's when John uh, Mellencamp was still popular. You know, Indiana guy. Uh, Hoosiers was actually released. I think the night that Indiana beat Syracuse in the 87 championship game, that was the night that Hoosiers was given, I think it was an Oscar for best movie, best sports movie. They used to have the Oscars the same night as the national championship game, which was kind of weird. The most famous person from Indiana, Michael Jackson, was still alive as well, too. Michael Jackson was very much alive. That's when he was at his... uh, very best as far as musically is concerned back then that's around like bad uh that was after thriller thriller's yeah. a two so anyways that's the last time indiana won the national championship so the conversation that was had was indiana reminds me of notre dame football notre dame's last national tie was a year later in 88 it's an easy comparison to make but it's a lazy one indiana has been to the elite eight one time since Bobby Knight got fired. And that was with Mike Davis with Bobby Knight players in 2002. They got to the national championship game and lost to Maryland. Ever since that time, they've not been back to the Elite Eight. They've been to a few Sweet 16s. They were one seed in 2013. They won the Big Ten that year with Cody Zeller, Victor Oladipo. They had some studs on that team. Tom Crean did a pretty good job. Remember Tom Crean in year one, similar to Kenny Payne. He won six games. But that was with a team that you could see how hard they were trying, that they were competitive. And he got the thing turned around pretty quick. Four years in, they went to a Sweet 16. But they got better year by year. And that's what everybody was hoping that Kenny Payne would do this year. But I digress. They have been to the Elite Eight once since Bobby Knight got fired. Notre Dame football has had seven 10-win seasons since 2015. They've made the playoff twice. Only six other programs made the playoff twice. Alabama, Georgia... Ohio State, Michigan. 
I know those four. There were two others at Clemson. Did Florida State do it or no? Florida State made it once. Oh, yeah, no, they made it the first year. Washington. That that was it. Washington made it twice, yep, because they got there in 16, and they got there uh, this year, obviously. I completely forget that they did it. In 16, because they they got beat by Alabama in a pretty unmemorable game. Yeah. But to say Indiana basketball is the same as Notre Dame football is not accurate, because Indiana basketball has been irrelevant far longer than Notre Dame football has been irrelevant. Notre Dame football is not irrelevant. They're still one of the most watched programs every year. You know they're winning nine or ten games. And now with the playoff format, the way it's set up, they're probably going to host a playoff game more years than not. Now, that's the price they're paying for uh, their independence is the fact that they can't be a top-four seed, but it's one that they're willing to pay. I don't know what's happened to Indiana basketball. I don't know. Why can't they get the elite players anymore? Is it the coachings? Is it just that nobody remembers Indiana being good and that's the problem with being kind of irrelevant? They had... Oladipo. Yeah. OG Ananobi, right? Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah, no. They did. Um, Zeller had a decent I was going to say, career. one of the Zeller. <laughs> yeah, Cody Zeller. Tyler went to North Carolina. Um, uh, well, they had some... They had those two... Uh, Thomas Bryant? He's been in the NBA. Oh, Bryant? Yeah, he's currently... He just actually won an um, NBA championship like, Indiana's year. had some players, but... I'm trying to forget... Oh, my God. Was it Trace Jackson Davis? Trace Jackson Davis. He, was, the, he was there for 20 years. Yeah. And then there was the uh, young kid. He just got drafted by the uh, Lakers. And I'm blanking on his name. I'm sure someone will text in. Somebody's going to text in. Force oh. 379680. But it's just a lazy comparison. Texter brings up a good one. How about Nebraska football? Yeah. That's a good comparison because Nebraska, their last national title was 97. They've been in football for the last 30 years. They don't, they don't play in major bowl games. They haven't been to the playoff like Notre Dame has. They haven't been in nationally relevant top 10 games like Notre Dame seemingly is every single year. I got the guy. Thank you to Matt behind me. Uh, Jalen hood Shapano. That's Big right. Big 10 freshman of the year last year. That's that right. It. Yeah, I forgot about him. But we got to do better with our comparisons. But I just – Indiana basketball should be – the second or third best program in the Big Ten regularly, if not the best program. Historically, they're the most successful Big Ten program of all time. They've won five national championships. The fact that they've gone 20-some-odd years and not even been to the Elite Eight is stunning. Romeo Langford, that's another guy, too. Texter, good call. Romeo Langford. Texter brings up a point that I was going to make. Is Louisville on their way to becoming Indiana? And they're not there yet. But if they get another hire wrong, they could be. Because Indiana has not made the right hire in a really long time. Tom Crean was a good coach. Not a great coach, but he was a good coach. And when they hired Archie Miller, everybody thought that was going to be the guy that transformed Indiana basketball. Because Archie Miller had a really good run at Dayton. Took him to the Elite Eight once. uh, Won a couple of tournament games in other years. And it just never happened. And I don't. it's hard to figure out why. Because that program has everything you would want as far as they got a loyal fan base. Nobody cares more about basketball than people in this area, the Kentuckiana area. There's the reason that Indiana's a part of that. But they've just not been able to hire the right people. And the same thing goes with Nebraska football. They've made bad coach hire after bad coach hire. They fired Frank Solich after going 10-3 and three in 2003. Bill Callahan didn't work. Bo Pelini was another guy that worked. Didn't win championships or anything, but they were in the mix. They fired him too quickly. Their last three coaching hires before Matt Rule have been a disaster. Is that where Louisville basketball is going to be if they don't get this next hire right? Are they going to become what Indiana basketball has been? Are they going to be Nebraska football? Are we going to be talking about the glory days of Louisville basketball without anything to look forward to? Without knowing that these guys are still there? that it's still going to be a nationally relevant program. And that that was the concern that I had nationally as far as what's the perception of Louisville right now. I don't know outside of this area because obviously we live here and we're in this bubble. What's the perception of Louisville basketball outside of this area? Do people still consider Louisville an elite job? Do people still consider Indiana an elite job? I'm not sure they do. Texter, which is the better job, Louisville or Indiana? That's a tough question. That's a good question. That's a tough one. Right now, I would say it's Indiana. But that can flip quickly. 
It's about it's it, very it, close. Didn't Indiana go to like the Sweet Sixteen last year too? No, they lost in the second round against second Miami. Round. That was it. All right, thank you. Texter Samson was an odd hire, but I I thought, but he would have done well. Imagine getting fired for making a hundred text messages to players. Yeah, no, that that's the what if for Indiana. What if Kelvin Sampson had been hired ten years later when the rules that he broke are not illegal? It, it that that just seems so mundane in today's college environment of the things that he ended up getting fired for. If Kelvin Sampson had kept the job at Indiana. I think he would have been the guy that made them elite again because we've seen what he's done at Oklahoma. We've seen what he's done at Houston. I think Kelvin Sampson would have done a really good job at Indiana. And that's kind of the moment that Indiana basketball went from being at this national elite level to the downward trajectory. Tom Crean did a good job, went to three sweet 16s. Archie Miller did not work. Mike Woodson, I don't know. I don't know if it's working out right now because they're 14 and 13. They made the second round last year, but they're not, they don't resonate. Indiana basketball mattered forever. I don't know if it matters right now. You could say, I don't know if Louisville matters right now. But that's what happens when you pick the wrong guys, when you have. You know, if you're athletic director, all, every program can have this happen to them. All you are is one or two wrong hires away from being an irrelevant program or being a program that's stuck in disarray. Texter, I think Louisville's still an elite job but loses that status if they miss the hire. IU has missed on one too many. That's why I don't think it's an elite program anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you lose an entire generation. People my age don't remember Indiana basketball being relevant. There's gonna if this continues for Louisville, there are gonna be there's gonna be a generation. There's gonna be 14, 15 year olds that don't remember Louisville being any good. That's the problem when you get hires wrong, when you are irrelevant for a while. You can overcome a bad year or two. You can't overcome being bad or being average. For five, six, seven years. That's hard to overcome. The good news is if you're a Louisville fan or if you're an Indiana fan, it can be done. Alabama. Alabama was irrelevant from 1992 to 2007. They had a 15-year stretch. They won a title in 92. And then after that, they made a bunch of bad hires. Mike DeBose, Dennis Franchoni, Mike Shula. And then they hired this guy named Nick Saban. It I feels, think it turned out okay for him. It feels so weird when you say just the last name Shula with bad hire. Just I know. His, well, <laughs> Shula, there were three Shulas that got hired as coaches, and only Don worked. Yeah. Dave Shula didn't work with the Bengals, and Mike Shula didn't work uh, with Alabama. <laughs> Texter, would you rather live in Louisville or Bloomington? Louisville. Yeah, I'd rather live in Louisville. Yeah. If I'm not a college student, I'd rather live in Louisville. If I'm a college student, maybe I'd rather live in Bloomington. Texter, Archie didn't have... Dealing with the public media, the, the the ability to deal with the public or media that's required for an Indiana level job. Kelvin Sampson was the right hire and that ran him for a dumb reason. Yeah, I, I wasn't around, so I don't know if Archie Miller couldn't deal with the public or media. I didn't hear too much about it, but that's true. I mean, we're seeing it with KP. If you can't deal with the media here, you're probably not going to be all that successful. It's part of your job. You've got to be good with the media. If you're not good with the media, you're probably not a great coach. Doesn't mean that you have to be Mr. Nice Guy and that you have to be media savvy, but, I mean, look at Jeff Brom. Jeff Brom is not exactly the most colorful guy out there, but he knows how to play the media game, and he's pretty good with getting his message across. We just saw Rick Pitino, what he's doing at St. John's. He's really good with the media, and he certainly got his message across. Look at St. John's the last two games. Texter, Indiana really hasn't done anything since what championship game in Mike Davis's interim year with uh, Jared Jeffries. I, he wasn't the interim then. I think he'd been fully hired. This is Mike Davis's second year. I believe they lost to Maryland in the national title game in 02. They actually beat Duke up at Rupp Arena when Duke was the number one team in the country, and they had Jay Williams as player of the year. They had Carlos Boozer on that team, and Indiana beat him. And I couldn't tell you an Indiana player on that squad outside of Jared Jeffries. That's the last time they made the Elite Eight. 2002. There are people that are old enough to drink now 
that were not alive the last time Indiana was in the Elite Eight. Texter, how do you feel about this list for Louisville? Jerome Tang, Todd Golden, Lamont Paris. Todd Golden is a sneaky, underrated coach with what he's doing at Florida. That's a program that we had no conversations about them making the NCAA tournament preseason. Now they're ranked. I think I think it was Bob's show, uh, actually this show, well, last week that a texted, or texted in like, Todd Golden should be an, like, an option for us. And like Bob didn't even know who he was. So that just shows how underrated they've yeah. been this year. They, they, they beat Kentucky up, up at myself. Rupp Arena earlier in the season. Yeah. That's a good team. And I think that could end, easily end up being a guy that Louisville gets. Is a guy like a Todd Golden or Lamont Paris. I guess he's too big of a name to be in that vein now because South Carolina's been pretty good this year. Jerome Tang, this year Kansas State's not been great. But he did go to the Elite Eight last year. But I think a lot of the shine is worn off from Jerome Tang. I really do. Uh, Texter, if Tom would have fired Ricky after his thing, we wouldn't be in this mess. Well, he also wouldn't have won a national championship. So, I, that wasn't why he got fired. We all know what happened with the Adidas stuff. We all know what happened in 17. And he was never going to fire Rick before that, unless he absolutely had to. Texter Archie Miller is 11 and 16 at Rhode Island. Bad enough, but not Louisville bad. Texter Archie Miller, 9 and 22 last season, 11 16. Oh, so he has Rhode Island Kenny Payne. That's what it sounds like to hey, me. It but he won you, nine Tom. games last year and 11 this year, so he's won 20. <laughs> Oh, God. Dexter, we cannot hire low-level no-names. We need a name-brand coach. Obviously, you'd like to get a brand-name coach. That would be the ideal scenario. I don't think you can be picky. Kenny Payne was a big name. Maybe not an elite coach name by when he got hired. But if you hire a perfectly capable mid-major coach and he wins games, does it matter? I mean... Nobody was at, at UConn. I'm sure nobody was jumping for joy when they hired Dan Hurley. They are now because he's won a national championship and they're in line to potentially do it again this year. You may, Louisville may not get the big name, the, the biggest names. They may not get Scott Drew or Nate Oates because I think the perception of Louisville has changed. Like I've said, Indiana, if that job had come open 10 or 15 years ago, it would have been the biggest job in the country because Indiana is one of the great programs of all time. If Indiana pops open this year, which it might, I don't know if it will. Indiana is the fifth best coach opening right now. Like Ohio state is probably more attractive than Indiana right now. Michigan's probably more attractive. And I'm, I think Michigan's probably going to come open. I, I don't think John Howard's surviving this they year. Better. It better be. Open, man. Yeah. <laughs> The only problem is that the athletic director might be scared that Jawan will punch his lights yeah. out if he tries to fire him. All right, Jawan, we're going to fire you. Oh, and he wakes up a week later. What yeah, happened? that's right. So Jawan's still our coach. <laughs> oh, man. Or he's, he's just going to pull a George Costanza and he's going to quit and then he'll come in the next day <laughs> as if nothing ever happened. Didn't you leave? Didn't you quit? No. 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 <laughs> Gotta love Seinfeld. Of course. <laughs> Seinfeld is the gold standard for sitcoms always has been always will be anybody who texts me that friends is better than seinfeld is just wrong i'm sorry 70 shows better than friends i know we've talked about this on the show before 70 shows the most underrated sitcom in the last 20 years but this is what you're concerned about if you're louisville you do not want to become indiana basketball you do not want to become nebraska football not Notre, they would like to be Notre Dame football. Notre Dame's been in the playoff twice. They've had, as I mentioned, seven, ten plus win seasons since 2015. Notre Dame has become the for they for the longest time Notre Dame was overrated, and it's swung the other way now. Notre Dame is underrated. People think Notre Dame is a program that can't win big games anymore. That's not the case. They beat Clemson last year. They beat USC this year. They're just inconsistent. But Notre Dame's a good good program. They were they were uh, one player being on the field. Yes, they were. Beating Ohio State That's right. This year. Yes, they were. <laughs> what was it? Two plays in a row or three plays two in a row? Two plays in a row. The last two <laughs> plays of the game, they had 10 guys on the field. That's Chip hilarious. Chip who's now uh, now at Kentucky, was the guy who scored the winning touchdown that night. <laughs> Texter, could Kentucky hire Mark Pope if Calipari decided to leave? Uh, maybe. I haven't really thought too much about 
coach openings for uh, the Cats because I just it, it I don't know if Cal's going to happen. I don't think it will. I'm sure we'll talk about it if Kentucky loses in the first round of the tournament this year because I mentioned oh it'll if be a you conversation lo- but it won't be a reality. Look, if you lose in the first round with basically your hand-picked perfect Calipari team, that's a problem. I just don't think that job's coming open. I don't think it's going to come open. Whew. Man, if you're if you're Louisville, you better get this next hire right. And that's why we've been talking about we're, we've been doing coaching search talk for four or five months. This isn't fun for any of us. None of us want to be doing I this. I just want to talk about the coach yeah, that we, we want, hire. Yeah, we want to talk about, you know, the games. How about having a late February game that matters? I just want positive radio, you, man. Positive radio. <laughs> well, if you want positive radio, we're Bowen Co. 10 to 12 every day. How about that? We have positive radio over there. Yeah. No, but it's it's going to be it's going to be something. I can't wait for the coaching search to happen. Oh, it, I'm sure it's already happened. Anybody who is still convinced who do you think it's going to be though? I don't know if I want to put a name because yeah. I just I don't think it's going to be Scott Drew. I think that's a pie I, I, in the yeah. Sky. I think Scott Drew is so. I don't think outlandish. it's going to be Nate Oates. I don't think it's going to be him. Tell you what, it's not Jay Wright. It's not Jay Wright. <laughs> not Jay. He's Wright. already said he's retired. He was on the call at the Ohio State Michigan State game yesterday, so they asked him about the Ohio State job, and he said, "No, I'm never coaching again." <laughs> I don't think it's going to be changing for Louisville either. Texter, if Calipari decides to leave, does Kentucky have to pay him? I don't think so. You normally when you quit. They don't pay you. They pay you only if you get fired. Yeah. Which is my ultimate dream job. I want to be good enough to be a coach that gets a $10 million a year contract and then has a $20 million buyout and I get fired because my team stinks. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I want to be Cliff Kingsbury. I want to be Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher is getting $75 million to not work. That's the dream. Jimbo Fisher should never work a day in his life ever again. <laughs> That's all I want to do. This job is great. If they gave me $75 million Ooh, to go away, I would. I got a good one. John Gruden. He's been I'll tell you what, it. man. He, he's, I, I do this for free. I'll tell you what. And I do it for free, man. He's sitting on the couch with a fat pocket from the Davis family. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because is. of that. <laughs> yeah, they gave him a $100 million contract when Knock he came back to the Raiders. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Texter, if Indiana opens up, Drew would be their first call. Yeah. He probably would because of the basketball tradition up there, of course, with the whole Valparaiso thing with uh, Bryce Drew and Scott Drew. They would absolutely call Scott Drew. I don't think Scott Drew would take that job. I think if you made me pick Indiana or Louisville, which job is Scott Drew more likely to take? I would say Indiana, but I don't think it's happening either way. Indiana fans, their ultimate dream scenario has always been Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens, I don't think, is ever going to coach again. I think he's perfectly happy being in the Celtics front office. And they're perfectly happy with him because the Celtics are the best team in the NBA. How about just their ability to go talking about the Celtics now? Like how they're like, all right, Brad Stevens is going up to the front office. We need a new coach. Ime Udoka comes in. They are, I think, the number one seed his first year and only year for the Celtics. And then stuff happens behind the scenes. And then they bring in Joe Missoula and – second seed last year they're running the east right now it's it's insanity how that how that franchise is able to just i mean you have good players so it's not that hard to coach but it's it's a great job by uh, not even i was gonna say danny Ainge, but he's not even there anymore no texter john gruden's get ready to sue the nfl for a billion dollars and then he's gonna win uh because the nfl offered to sell with gruden out of court he told him they didn't have enough money I didn't know that he was fully about to go on board and sue the hell out of the NFL, but it doesn't surprise me. He's going to make bank, though. Uh, Texter, why couldn't Louisville get Scott Drew? I just think it's too big of a rebuilding project. He's already done it before. I don't think he wants to do it again. He goes to Indiana. It's not as big of a rebuilding job as Louisville. Louisville, you're essentially starting not from startup because you didn't get the death penalty, but you kind of did the last couple years in a way. Uh, you mean death penalty, also known as Kenny Payne? Yeah. Texter, you don't want to commit theft like KP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, there's a uh, you know getting fired, making your money, and then there's guys that should be arrested for thief yeah. for stealing money. That's like. Remember uh, Stephen A. Smith? He said, Jamarcus Russell should be arrested for thief because he stole money from the Raiders. Because that, that, oh. he's the reason there's an NFL rookie scale. Wasn't it? Six years, 60 million, fully guaranteed? Oh, he made 76 mil before he ever played a game. Good for him, man. You know what? Texter, what makes Michigan and Ohio State a better job than Indiana? More recent success. Michigan especially. Michigan's been in two title games in the last decade. They were a number one seed just a couple years ago. Iowa State doesn't have quite the same level of success that Michigan's had. But what was the second title game? I'm. It's just Villanova. Blanket. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad. That was when Divincenzo came off the bench and had like 30, twenty-eight points or something yeah, like that. Insanity. Got him. A, got him into the first round of that draft yeah. too. Iowa State's a better job right now than Indiana because. I mean, you can see the talents there at Ohio State. I brought this up last week after they beat Purdue. If you're a Louisville fan watching that, you're, you just got to be all sorts of ticked. Like, why couldn't we have done that? Why couldn't we play the way that Ohio State's playing with an interim coach? You can see Chris Holtman, it's like a tumor's been removed from the brain. And they're playing much better. They've been able to be competitive. They're, they've won two out of three. 50%. If you know, you know. Um, but why couldn't Louisville have done that earlier in the season? You know, sometimes when you get an interim coach, people always want to play harder because, you know, they got their previous coach fired. They want to make sure that they can stick around. And the players clearly like Jake Diebler. It's worked at Ohio State. He's going to, he's doing a decent job with his job interview. This is his job interview. These last five or six games. You would have liked maybe for Nolan Smith or somebody on this staff to be able to have had that opportunity, and it just didn't happen. And if nothing else, the Ohio State fan base is bought back in because they just want to watch basketball now. Yeah. We're not worried about if you win this game, is that going to keep Chris Holtman around? They're just enjoying the game. Just let us forget about Ryan Day. That's what they're <laughs> thinking. <laughs> We're not there yet. Ryan Day has <laughs> dominated the offseason, baby. Have Oh yeah, that's true. Have yeah, you seen has. Have you seen the video though, where it's the where it's the like announcement video where Urban leaves and it gives the controller to uh, yeah Ryan? Day yes, I've and, seen and that it's one. The the bus driving off the cliff. Uh huh. <laughs> we'll see it. We'll see next year. I I'm not the biggest Ryan Day fan, but I'm giving him next year. If he doesn't get it done next year, then we got to have a conversation. Uh, Texter death penalty is held over our head and recruiting for many years. Big part of our problems. The, the cloud. That's another one. That's like fight has become the new cloud, right? Fight. That's as the operative word that has to be used 20 times in a press conference. We have, now have to say fight. It used to be the cloud, the dark cloud that's hanging over this program. Uh, Texter Drew is the grand slam grand, of grand slams. They're possible, but unlikely. Yeah, Scott Drew would be the best possible candidate they, they could get. And if you're Louisville, you you obviously have to offer him. I just don't think it's happening. Some co- uh, texter, oh pish posh. This is the ideal situation for a new coach. Never, I haven't heard pish posh too often. How about that? This idea, this is an ideal situation for a new coach to make it his own. I, yeah, that's true. I, it is a great situation for and whoever is the next head coach. The first time they win a big game. I mean, those fans are going to be all the way bought back in. I just don't think it's Scott Drew. He's already done the best rebuilding job in the history of college sports. Why would he want to try and do it again? Uh, Texter, Calipari not going willingly. If he leaves, does he say you have to pay me something? I don't know. That's entirely possible. But we're not... It's... Not a conversation worth having right now. Because I don't think Cal's leaving. Maybe if they lose early, maybe if something happens behind the scenes, then it happens. I just don't see it. Uh, the new poll, as I mentioned, came out earlier. Houston is now the number one team in the country. Uh, Purdue's number two. UConn slips to three after losing to Creighton last week. I think it's the first time Houston's been number one since the 80s. They, they might have been number one a couple years ago. I think I think they were number one last year. Were they I, number one last I think, year? Because... No, they might have been number one this year because I think they were the last undefeated team. Yeah, we'll have to check on that. Yeah, I, I know it hasn't happened too often as of late. 
Uh, just a reminder, tomorrow night we've got the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame jo- show. Join Mike Gandolfo, Jason Entz, and myself around 9 o'clock here on these airwaves, ESPN 680-1057, for the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show. Uh, Kentucky Fish and Wildlife reminds you to enter the 2024 Elk Draw today on their website, and you can check that out after Kentucky goes on the road and plays Mississippi State, which that's a perfect spot for a letdown. But hopefully for the Cats, they're able to overcome that. Hopefully people have told them that it's a perfect spot for a trap game and they don't get caught up in the trap. So we'll see what happens there. But no matter what happens, we're going to have the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show for you. We'll also have Bellarmine basketball on the road at Lipscomb, 745 on Wednesday night here on ESPN 680-1057. Coming up, we just got a couple of short segments or a couple of short points to finish this out. A little more NFL talk and some Shane Gillis SNL talk. We do it next, ESPN 680-1057. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One, More V-Show with Bob Valvano is now, right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Uh, first time ever, I think I'm happy to see SportsCenter talking about the Dallas Cowboys instead of court storming. So how about that? Finally, people are happy that they're talking about the Cowboys. So we got to talk about the salary cap questions up there. We're not going to do that here on the V-Show ESPN 680 105.7. I've got you today and Wednesday. Nick Curran will have the program for you tomorrow here on ESPN 680 105.7. Of course, the voice of the card says great work. Uh, for those guys and you can catch him out or catch him on Thursday with the Louisville women's basketball team as they take on Florida State they need to bounce back in a big way after yesterday losing at home against the 13-13 Virginia team but you'll be able to catch pregame coverage starting at 7:30 over on 93.9 The Ville and they'll have a postgame show I believe afterwards with Dave Skull and Chrissy Banta so make sure to check those guys out on Thursday night let's see uh we just got one last segment here, ESPN 680-1057. We got the roundtable with Round Daddy coming up, following us here on ESPN 680-1057. Texter, I think a lot of coaches that we would want grew up watching Denny Crum in Louisville and have a lot of nostalgia for the program. I think that's entirely possible, depending on their age, of course. I think if you're they're under the age of 50, they may not have the same bit of nostalgia because, I mean, it's been a while. Let's call it for what it is it's been a while since i'm gonna do the best i can do of biscuit it's been a while no, no, no <laughs> that's uh what is this that's thing? stained what what does he do then he always says i think it's he always does yeah he, d- he sings the song that's stained uh <laughs> you know you ever heard of stained no I'm they're actually... an old uh rock band nah. from like 2000s divorced dad rock is <laughs> a lot of people would probably call it <laughs> you ever heard of anthony kim I'm not familiar. So he was a golfer at one point. He was like number six in the world. And he was a guy that won a bunch of tournaments early on in his career. In fact, uh, I think his first ever tournament, he was a sponsor's exemption. And he finished second at the Valero Texas Open in 06. Won a couple tournaments in 08. He's best known for uh, what he did here at uh, Valhalla at the Ryder Cup back in 2008. He played Sergio Garcia and kicked his butt five to four in the opening match of Sunday singles and if you know anything about Sergio Garcia he's he's dominant at the Ryder Cup and Anthony Kim just dominated him that day the U.S. uh won 16 and a half to 11 and a half that was their first win in the Ryder Cup since 1999 so Anthony Kim famous for that but he will be back for the first time in 12 years you know he's kind of been the white whale for golf fans people wondering where he's been well he's going to be back playing the live tour this weekend oh. so you know he had an achilles tendon injury had tendonitis left thumb injuries had a bunch of injuries but still 12 years a long time to be away from professional golf or any sport for that matter so he's going to be back at the live event so we'll see if that's a promotional thing or we'll see if anthony kim is actually good at golf again 
You ever watch the uh, the full swing show on Netflix? No, I've heard good things about it. I've never gone. Around yeah, I would to check it, it out. I mean, it was. I think they're just about to start a new season actually yeah. uh, this week. I think it's March first. But I know. But last year they did it. They followed a bunch of guys around, and it was it was pretty compelling. Even if you're not a golf fan, I don't know how much golf you watch. I watch typically the four majors and yeah maybe a, i watch the majors nothing yeah. uh, not i mean i did actually watch the mexican open did you this weekend for uh the, i think yeah saturday one but for some reason my espn app on my tv only gave me the spanish uh broadcast but i was fine uh, with it. it was the mexican open so hey i was like oh there you all go on board well, of course it. it should be the spanish yeah, right broadcast. that's what i thought but yeah no um tony finau did not win and i needed that Sadly, you oh you had uh, I had a dollar stake. I had a dollar on him, and I was like, yeah, that's a name I know because everyone else I didn't didn't really know their names. But Tony Finau did not win. Sadly, Texer Strebel's going to be unbearable with his love fest for Cal and K- the Chaos. As he yeah, this Cats. fan likes going. I I don't th- he doesn't have a love fest with Cal. <laughs> I he he calls it like he sees. I mean, yeah. If he, you think he has a love fest with Cal? You weren't here on Thursday after they lost to LSU, and he was calling him out and. Did he say he has to change his diaper or something? Yeah. <laughs> because Cal, that's when Cal went and talked for three minutes at a press conference. Yeah. He took like two questions. Uh, Texter, didn't he have an insurance policy on his career and collected the insurance money, but he couldn't play golf as part of the so- settlement? I've heard that. I heard it was 10 or $20 million that he took out as an insurance policy, and he would have had to pay that back. So if that's the case, I mean, I don't blame him, but still 12 years away from anything is a really long time. Uh Texer, is that the only part of Mexico that's not controlled by the drug lords? I, I don't think it's the only part of Mexico. There, it, it's a nicer country than you would probably think. Yeah, I, I think Mexico is, yeah, like you said, a little bit nicer than everyone thinks. I think media, Trump. Uh, the, me, the fake news? The fake don't news. talk about the fake news. <laughs> They're all fake. I wouldn't be fake. I'm real. Look at me. Look at, look at my body. I have big hands, very big. Some would say Bigly. massive. Some would say massive. <laughs> Speaking of, you saw Shane Gillis on SNL Saturday. What'd you think? I loved it. I think it... Here's the thing. He's my favorite comedian. I've been following him for quite some time when uh, Burt Kreischer was bringing him up, like, like I think a year after he got canceled for... Yeah. Don't look it up, as he said. Um, don't Google. And him and Tim Robinson's, their comedy is like my cup of tea. Yes. And I think... With those two, they were both, or one was about to be a writer, and Tim Robinson was a writer. He was for an SNL writer. And I, I can't think, believe he's never a cast member. Uh, no, he had a few. If you he look, did a couple, but was, look up I the um, the uh, basketball theme song. Ba 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 basketball. Give me, give me, give me. Yeah. yeah, no, I remember that. But one. I but think full time that show was definitely he, Shane Gillis's paws were on that show, and you could tell by. The, the he wrote the the, most were, of the skits oh, yeah. because they were actually funny. They were hilarious. And was, I don't mean to be the guy who's like, oh, SNL was so much better back in the day. But it was. It was. Let's be honest. But, SNL has been borderline unwatchable for the last five or ten years or so. I was going to say, my girlfriend even said it like, because she, she hates that I'm such a fan of him because I listen to his podcast. Every and all girl that. hates. Yeah. The, like, wake up, babe. Shane Gillis is about to host SNL. It, not, it was such a, it was a very high rated episode. Was, I, I think the reason that we all like Shane Gillis is because Shane Gillis and Louis talked about this earlier. Shane Gillis is easy to relate to. And yeah. he's a guy that he, when he goes up there and does his stand up, you feel like that's a stand up you could do in front of your friends. Yeah. It, he has, it, he has the social awkwardness of, yeah, him going like you could tell he was a little bit nervous and like halfway through his monologue it was like all right all right yeah and then he settled down and he was good he brought his parents out yeah he was was... probably a little nervous about that he was probably a little nervous about well these are people that fired me i want to prove them wrong which he was already done in spades but shane gillis is an easily relatable guy it's fun to watch he's so his bits are hilarious he's the best trump impersonator i've heard other than me, obviously. No, he's, he's better than me. I'll give him that. He's better than me. He's, he's he is top two. I can't remember the other. Comedian. He had yeah. He and uh, they had another guy on the uh, in the skit where they were both doing Trump impersonations, and his was much better. Yeah, one name close. Text it, or Shane Gillis is the text line. Oh, I wish Shane Gillis was the text oh, line. Man. Text to Shane four three seven nine six eighty. But that that show was amazing. It was very very funny. I think the Limu Emu skit in particular yes. that just I love that the the gambling bit 
that was awesome. I started cracking up because I was like, oh, like they're making fun of like gambling commercials. And then like the way they did it, like now yeah. you can bet on your degenerate friend and how he degenerate- loses it all. That was. Oh, and my friends would absolutely do that. <laughs> One of my friends, pro- he's been a gambler for a couple years now. He's probably bet on when he's going to die. <laughs> that dude. Unfortunately, he can't collect though. Like, but in his will or something, he'll be like, see, I made this bet that I'm going to die when I'm 58. If you're reading this, please collect my money. Like it's it's one of those. Yeah. Shane Gillis, it's bro comedy. Like yes. you just want to be able to sit around with your friends, talk a bunch of BS, and he makes jokes that you make in front of your friends, and you don't care about getting canceled. Yeah, and that's perfect for him that's because exactly he got canceled, what, yeah. and and you can't stop him. Yeah, people that get can, like he got canceled before he got hired. Yeah, kind well, of. Dave Chappelle got canceled too, and Dave Chappelle's bigger than ever. Oh yeah. Oh man, I wish they bring back the Chappelle show. The Chappelle, well, that show is that's so part funny. of the reason I think the Chappelle show is remembered the way it is. Is it's been two? He only did two seasons. Yeah, you know, like if, if eventually the quality of the show, quality of every show drops off. Sometimes the smaller quantity that you have means better, higher quality. Yeah, that's they, true. The Chappelle show never missed. They had two seasons, which were maybe it maybe it was the best first two seasons of any sketch comedy show ever. Like I'll take two years of the Chappelle show over. 95% of SNL's run. Oh, it, yeah. The 70s, they're not ready for primetime players. Those guys are great. Uh, the 90s, you know, they had... They fired Chris Farley, Adam Sandler, and Chris Rock. And Will Ferrell, too? Or they didn't fire Ferrell. They didn't no, fire. no, no. Will Ferrell is a guy that was probably their last guy that they developed into a superstar. Yeah. That's the other thing that's been a problem with SNL is they've ne- they haven't really had anybody leave lately and turn into the next big movie star like they used to do with... You know Eddie Murphy or John Belushi for a little bit, or maybe Pete Davidson, but he's more Pete in the da- news about who the hot chick he's yeah, dating Pete Davidson this week. Is more well known for the ladies that yeah. he's gotten rather than the movies that he's done. But to speak on SNL, I do think they're in the stepping in the right direction about going back to like they're, they're they'll never be the Sandler, the Chris Rock, the Chris Farley days by one bit, but they have been a lot better lately. And I do think with this last episode, I think Shane Gillis will be coming back more for skits. I think he'll come back. Yeah. The problem that SNL has right now is their highest rated episodes or their best episodes are because of who's hosting, not because of the current cast. Like you, you would always get a good show back in the day, no matter who was the host, because your cast was big time and they haven't had that for a while. If anybody disagrees four three seven nine six eighty text in but it's been a while since they've had a superstar oh, wow it's yeah, there you go we're doing that. that that's gonna be a new sounder um i'll ask you a question what's your favorite old snl skit oh wow there's a lot celebrity jeopardy is very high up that's there. true celebrity jeopardy is great i like the that's sh- that never missed the and, more i need more cowbell cowbell of course that was a great one uh Texter comics like Gillis, Bill Burr. Yeah, that's another great one. Bill Burr is a fantastic comedian, great stand-up guy. I, that's another guy that me and my friends, we sit around, we watch Shane Gillis, we watch Bill Burr. Those are our kind of guys. Uh, Cat Williams, another guy. Cat Williams and Shannon Sharp. That I'm, surprised, I'm surprised Cat Williams hasn't been asked to host that show just yet because he's been getting into the news lately. Yeah, maybe, oh, I'm sure he will. Maybe for calling people out and, if, and saying uh, yeah. some crazy stuff, but I think he'd be perfect to host that show. Texter said comics like Gillis, Burr, Cat Williams, and of course the GOAT, Chappelle, are relatable because they aren't restrained by cultural pearl clutching. They are us, the average person. That's true. SNL, or not SNL, comedy... Excuse me. And comedy in many ways is the one thing that has been taken over the most by today's political climate. People are just afraid to make jokes about anything. I think we're slowly losing Tom Segura now too. I think he's getting too much money and it's, it's he's losing he's losing his uh relation with his audience now, which I'm I'm a, I'm I'm upset a Text, little bit. Texter Chippendales, that's a great one. Uh, yeah. Van down by the river. Whoop de doo. You know, you live in a van down by the river. Oh, and do you see David Spade and Christina Applegate on the couch? <laughs> David Spade's having to like cover his face and just look down just so he doesn't start cracking up. Uh, Adam Sandler and Rob Schneider are both Republicans now. What do you think about that? I don't care what political party they are. All yeah. I care about is whether they're funny or not. 
they did a lot of i went to their concert it's not a concert i don't think but they did a lot of joe biden jokes and got a lot of applause i think (laughs) i think the best part about shane gillis too is speaking about politics is that he's not on either side he's directly in the middle and you can be like no he's no, he just does the Trump voice because it's funny. He's really good at it. Yeah. And he has a lot of material that he can use with. Text. He also goes on both sides. Like, he doesn't care about... No. What. I don't want to know what way you lean politically yeah. if you're a comedian. Just or make just jokes. anybody for that matter. Uh, Texter, Celebrity Jeopardy, by far the best. Texter, you guys ever heard of George Michael's Sport Machine? I've heard of it. It was my generation Sports Center. I have heard of it. Never seen it, obviously. It's before my time. Texter Sports Radio now talking about SNL skits because there's no longer Louisville Cardinal basketball. This is the V show. We'd be talking about SNL regardless. Even we, if Louisville was the number one team in the country, we're talking about SNL. We got two and a half hours full of sports. That, yeah. That's got to be a record for the V show. Uh, oh, no, there's no doubt it is. Oh, Wednesday, it's, we're cutting it down to like an hour and a half, oh, probably. Yeah. Uh, Texter Sandler and Farley and Lunch Lady is great. Yep, that, that's a good one. Uh, Dub Bears. That, that's Dub a Bears. great. Dub Bears. You know, we're, we're going to win this game. We're going to beat the Packers 95 to negative two. They're going to figure out a way to score negative <laughs> points. Duh, Bears. Duh, Bears. Right, Matt? Duh, Bears. <laughs> we got a Chicago boy right behind us. <laughs> yeah. Texter, Chevy Chase, and Richard Pryor job interview. Yep. That, you could not do that now, obviously. Oh, God, no. That, that, that's one of the iconic SNL skits of Chevy all time. Chevy Chase should not be in front of a camera for, no. <laughs> for the rest of the life. I don't think he's going to be either. Bassomatic, that's another famous one back in the day. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. You ever seen that one? Ah, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's where they have. They're at the restaurant, and the only things you can order are cheeseburgers, uh, chips, and Pepsi. And people ask for anything else. He's like, "No, you want cheeseburger, 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 cheeseburger." I miss. Uh, I mean, I didn't live during the time that he was on the show, but looking back at the old clips, Norm MacDonald. Oh, no. May he rest in peace. Norm MacDonald. He was one of the best on that show, too. Norm MacDonald was the best at making jokes that were funny to him, and he didn't give a, you know what, (laughs) if it was funny to anybody else. He would be the king of uncomfortable comedy. His His time doing Weekend Update was he was probably the best Weekend Update guy of all time. Yeah. And the reason, you know why he got fired, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there was one time they told him no OJ jokes, and his entire right weekend update was it. all OJ jokes. <laughs> and then he comes back and gives the greatest monologue in the history of SNL when he's hosting. He's like, a year ago, I wasn't funny enough to be allowed in the building, and now they want me to host the show. So either I've gotten funnier, or this show sucks. I was going to say, I thought Shane was going to come out with that. But I was hoping he, he, w- he went with a more professional yeah, look I mean, on but it. Norm... Norm was older and more established by then, and Norm just in general d- didn't care. He never did. Uh, Texter James Brown celebrity hot tub with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Any old school Eddie Murphy skit. Uh, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. If you remember that one? I so you ever heard of, you know, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? Yeah. So he basically just did a play off of that. <laughs> he was talking about like going, he would go to people's houses and steal stuff. And <laughs> it oh, was, man. Uh, Gump, Gumby. Oh, yeah. I am Gumby, damn it. That's a classic. Eddie Murphy saved SNL back in... They don't. Ha- that's the other problem. They don't have an Eddie Murphy. They, they, this show has needed saved for a long time, and they don't have an Eddie Murphy or a Joe Piscopo that could do it. They have not had that guy in a long, long time. And I, I don't know if this show's just waiting for the 50th anniversary, which comes up next year, because the show started in 75. But... It's been a hard watch for the last five, six years or so. I'm trying to figure out the new dude's pa- name. Part of it's because we, you can't really relate to the the people. Like, we talked about Shane Gillis. We talked about Cat Williams. We talked about Dave Chappelle. You can relate to those guys. Yeah. Can't really relate to the current SNL cast. Texter, nothing funnier than Tom Hanks on Black Jeopardy. <laughs> that was a great one. <laughs> Celebrity Jeopardy, Black Jeopardy. Anytime you add Jeopardy to anything, it usually turns out pretty well. That was... Now... What can a skinny woman do? I got it. Not a damn thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're damn right. Yeah. <laughs> I like this guy. Yeah. I mean, Keenan Thompson, he, he's he been a staple in that. He's been there for 20 years. Yeah. He's, oh, what up with that? That's another great... That's probably in the last... If you're coming up with the last 10 or so years of skits, 
him and Jason Sudeikis, Jason Sudeikis coming in with the red tracksuit and just he jumps in in the middle of him singing "What Up with That" and just starts dancing like back and forth. Uh, the ESPN classic skits with him and Will Forte are hilarious. Yeah. And they're sponsors are feminine hygiene oh products. I forgot Will Forte was on. Will that. Forte was on that show for a long time. Yeah, I only remember him as uh, Chuck from the league. Oh, for yeah, the majority of of his career. Texter sweaty balls. Yep. Oh yeah, <laughs> Alec Baldwin. Before it. I was gonna say, um, I don't know who the new guy is that plays the the Trump now, but and I know why he's no longer on their show. But Alec Baldwin's Trump was very, very, very good. It was good. He had a good fate. The, the yeah. lips out. No, everything. the best Trump impersonator was probably Daryl Hammond. Yeah. If you don't know who Daryl Hammond is, Daryl Hammond is he's the guy who also did uh, Sean Connery on Celebrity Jeopardy. Did Bill Clinton too. A lot of other guys. Uh, Texter, Norm was great, but Dennis Miller was just as good. Dennis Miller was good. Yeah, I think Norm McDonald's the best Weekend Update guy ever. Oh, we forgot Still. one. Still, so. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey did good back in the day, and then he came back. I think he did a really good they job had, as Biden too. Uh, Night at the Roxbury. Yes, you remember when they would just do play What Is Love and they <laughs> bob their heads like they that made the a whole entire movie time because of that. Yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah, yeah, but it didn't have to be. It's an SNL tradition of you know. Funny skits become bad movies. Oh, uh, the Coneheads. The Coneheads. That was a good one, yeah. too. You know Chris Farley was originally supposed to be Shrek, right? Yeah, no, I. that was actually a thing I was going to bring up on the V show like a couple weeks ago, but I completely forgot about it. But yeah, I saw the clips. I think they were done, almost done filming. Yeah. Or recording, I guess. Recording. Yeah. And tragically, he died. And then they asked Chris Farley's brother to do it because he could do the voice and his brother was like no i'm s-. texter bill Hader was funny but it was more fun seeing him break character and start laughing every time he did stefan bill like, Hader is the secret to stefan was they never told him he didn't know when he went out there what he was gonna say so they were feeding him lines like in between that's why you see him covering up his mouth and trying to contain his laughter because he was literally just hearing them for the first time it was like the trump wow i didn't know that i'm just hearing that for the first time but he actually was yeah, it, he and Seth Meyers had oh the, the little bromance there. If you ever watch Barry, that's a great show. I was gonna say him it's, and Barry, and then he does a little bit of voice acting on South Park too. Yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> but the best character on Barry is Noho Hank. Oh yeah, completely. Uh, Texter Chris Farley playing Matt Foley fan by down, by far down by the river, of course. And now the music's playing. That sounds like. Kind of be getting played off here, but that's exactly what we're doing. I'll be back here on Wednesday on the V Show. We'll have Nick Curran in tomorrow for you. Uh, thanks for listening to us over the last three hours or so. Keep those texts coming. We'll see you again on Wednesday. Plus sports talk, more nonsense. We'll do it on Wednesday.